0: All right, welcome to the 29th episode of the Latch Podcast. I'm your host Sam Latchow, and I'm lucky enough today to be joined by the great Senator Cory Booker. Uh, Senator Booker, how are you doing? Sam, I'm number 29. I'm feeling good. Yeah, honestly, you uh, you should be feeling good. So I and uh, speaking of feeling good, so the, the last time I saw you were the I guess the first slash second time we met because I did get to see you uh, speak at Northwestern when I was a uh, freshman. The last time I saw you, we were walking down. 7th Avenue in, uh, in Manhattan. And I uh, I realized that you were, uh, comp- you told me you were competing um, in a Fitbit challenge with all of your uh, coworkers. So I'm curious, and I think the public is curious, did you win the challenge?
1: <laughs> well, you know what? There's one guy on my staff who liked me as a former Stanford football player. And I, I, I was winning week after week after week. But then he got serious and started walking to work. And then it became very hard for me to keep up with him. So, Really did trigger uh Division One college football players. Our competitiveness switched on. We had epic battles, thirty thousand step, you know, uh, days. Uh, but eventually, I had to yield uh, that he uh, probably was a better man in the end.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was I was very impressed because I'm someone who gets um, made fun of uh, with my friends for walking everywhere. And I remember, and I saw you around. The West Village, maybe a little bit north of there. And you had been walking from Midtown and you were uh, still going south. So I uh, I was thoroughly impressed with uh, with, the, with the walking hustle.
1: Yeah, it, it's good to be uh, there I was on 7th Avenue. I like to think of that as like that small island off the coast of New Jersey.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, so I guess uh, the uh, quote-unquote um, – Elephant in the room is uh, obviously the the past election that happened that occurred a, a few weeks ago in November. I guess um, my first question for you is um, whether you're happy or unhappy with the election. How would you tell um, constituents to uh, to react to the to the election? What are like the best ways to go about people's days? Because I know for the people that are happy, there have obviously been. Uh, different ways of lashing out. And for the people that are unhappy, there have also been different ways of uh, showing their emotions. And I guess, what do you suggest as a, uh, as a Senator?
1: negativity towards um, uh, somebody else just because of the party label that they hold before they even listen to them, try to understand them. And we've got kind of to start having a lot more courageous empathy going back and forth. So let me just say that in, in, with a lot of respect towards people, Republicans or Democrats, I'm very proud that I went down to Washington not just to represent you know, uh, Democrats from New Jersey. I really work, work hard to represent people that are New Jersey regardless of their party affiliation and as a test. I tried to get together with every one of my Republican colleagues and find ways to do legislation. So, I'm a Democrat from Jersey, but I passed legislation with Ted Cruz, for example. Because no matter who you are as an American, you can find common ground with another American. Something you can all agree on, and we should look for common ground with that. Now, look, on this election, I don't think we should be laughing out at each other about anything, but I will say that I am a dead, was dead set against Donald Trump, and now that he's elected in office, I'm actually... Preparing for what I think is going to be principled fights over real issues. I mean, here is a guy that uh, is now surrounding himself with a cabinet that has a lot of very views that are contrary to what I know my state in general, even Republicans in my state, really stand for. Whether it's putting the head of Breitbart News uh, platform that has the most egregious, bigoted, uh, uh, sexist—you know—meaning. now going to be a strategist. I don't know what kind of strategy he needs to be helping with, but that's really alarming to me. Across the board, from uh, rolling back uh, important protections on our environment, anybody who knows how dirty the River rivers in New Jersey knows that it was because we didn't have certain environmental protections in place so people could just uh, pollute our, our, our rivers. This is the only so thing that Donald Trump has told us he's going to do that are frightening and that even Republicans in my state are against that we've got to prepare
0: yeah, absolutely, and uh, so I guess um, from a from a, a common citizen's um, perspective, what are ways that you think um, are best that like the common American citizen can come out and do whatever they feel uh, is the best way to um, react to this election? Because I know there's been a a lot of like sarcasm about like the the Facebook uh, statuses and pictures uploaded and stuff like that. But in terms of I guess even more real activism, what I guess would you suggest to people who are pro or against the uh, president elect? Well,
1: I'm glad you asked that because uh, I'm really a big believer that the power of the people is greater than the people in power. And that when Americans are focused and engaged on an issue, we tend to really move it quickly. The only the real threat often is just the apathy, lack of engagement lack of knowledge that people have about what's going on and then suddenly they wake up and say, wait a minute, is this really happening? Like I tell people all the time, like, you know, we had a way of cleaning up, in fact, a Ronald Reagan authorized way Superfund sites have significantly higher rates of autism or birth defects. And so that's just something most Americans don't know. But if you pay attention to it, Republicans and Democrats are worried about their kids, uh, 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 their children's births. Republicans and Democrats want corporations to take responsibilities for the mess that they're making. And so we might get more active. To be a little bit more engaged, and I'm not even going to trivialize people posting memes on their on their different accounts. I actually encourage people to do that. If your social media feeds don't reflect the truth of who you are, an engaged, activated, concerned citizen, it was just and trivialities as opposed to you educating people, putting out a New York Times article or a Wall Street Journal article, uh, to, passing on something. you're not doing those kind of things, uh, you're really uh, surrendering your power to make a difference. Because we now know from a lot of data and research uh, that what Alice Walker says is true. The most common way people give up their power is not realizing they have it in the first place. The power we all have is the influence of people in our circles and in, in, in consensual circles going out because the most persuasive thing to fellow Americans is the, the circles in which you engage. And so we want people to be see themselves as activists in this democracy, to understand that patriotism is love of country. And love of country, love is not a being verb, it's an active verb. Love is being, but not by what you say, but by what you do. And in this new Congress, I hope people are going to be doing more for the cause of our country, especially because a lot of consequential fights are going on in Washington.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think those are uh, great ways that we can all um, move forward, no matter, uh, no matter what side of the... Uh, the ticket you were on all right I have a few um rapid fire questions in the last uh, last five minutes um, so I'm a I'm a diehard uh, Brooklyn Nets fan my my dad is uh, originally from Parsippany, New Jersey I'm wondering do you as a as the former Newark uh, mayor do you still have ill feelings about the Nets moving from Newark to Brooklyn
1: soul, man they just- And then unfortunately, I went there. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty great. Uh, But yeah, I still have the bitterness about the New Jersey losing uh, a professional uh, sports team. Uh, And then, you know, I'm friends friends with Jason Kidd, and and then he started coaching uh, the Nets, so that really made it hard for me to stay away, too. So, um, you know, I've let some bygones be bygones, but dear God, Wilson, I mean, of all the teams you had to take, why'd you have to pick on jersey? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely um also wondering so i know you're a big um i know you're a big yankee fan and a big giant fan i guess first question giants wise um are you confident about about the team moving forward after that disappointing loss this past sunday
1: oh my god it hurts it's a long winning streak going and, and it hurts i mean I, i'm still i that's a problem both college football now big fan, and uh and giants it's just like when they lose, and especially in the high stakes home time we're in right now. It actually, it actually feels physical pain. And <laughs> uh, so, I, am I confident? I'm, I'm, I'm a prisoner of hope when it comes to the Giants. Uh, that, that going forward, uh, we're going to be successful
0: Um, and in terms of the, uh, and in terms of the Yankees, I mean they're kind of going through a little bit of a uh, rebuild, and they, they don't have as many of the superstar names yet. Is that is, is that okay with you that they're being uh one of those uh kind of acting a little bit more small market than uh, than we're used to?
1: Yeah, I, I'm actually surprised given the the Steinbrenner tradition. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm not sure what you think. I, I confess that, like, I, I don't follow it as closely as I, as I used to. You're talking to a guy that, you know, I can still go through the 76, 77 Yankees lineup <laughs> from Chris Chambliss on first, Willie Randolph on second, you know. Uh, but I'm definitely a fan, and I'm hoping that they get back. Uh, I mean, come on, we've got like the Cubs winning the World Series for crying out loud. We need to get some, some tradition and some Yankees back in in, in the playoffs and, uh, and win some World Series.
0: And uh, so I don't know if a lot of I mean I know a lot of people know that you uh, played Stanford football. You were also like USA Today All American in uh, in high school on the same actually uh, USA all USA Today All American team with. Uh, Emmett Smith. So, hey, I am wondering, did you ever meet the uh, USA Today, like all Americans, uh, when you were uh, announced as one and second? Uh, who is, I guess, the best player you ever remember playing against in college?
1: So, I, I definitely have met like some of the team people on that team. I met Emmett Smith, he was a great, just a great guy, great businessman, incredible philanthropist. I, of, of, of course, when I see him, say, "Look, you like, went on to the glory and the fame and." Uh, the NFL stardom. I served the people, man. I went right to work. Uh, I gave it all up. I could have been that kind of guy. I could have been a contender. The older I get, the better I was. <laughs> um, but, uh, but look, um, it was what a privilege. they asked the players who's the best football player they look up to you know some said professional football players but a large percentage of their players said Chris Zorich I mean this guy was an animal on the field never took a break every play between uh snap and whistle would give a thousand percent out there I've never seen he was like a possessed demon on the football and soul to the game uh, on the field, so I know he didn't really make a big splash in the NFL, but still to this day I remember the awe with which I watched his film uh, of any college football player I think I ever watched on defense, and I played against some great guys. The there were had some great guys, I still remember uh, uh, trying to uh, fake out Todd Light, uh, All-American corner, went on to the NFL, but uh, but but uh, Chris George really the
0: and last question: If you could come back in another li- in another life, would uh would you want to be uh, an NFL player? Is that where you'd want to go? You know, I have
1: to say now that I know um, this longevity in sports. Um, football is my sport. I just lo- I love it. I mean, I-, I was literally in front of the Capitol today. A little late for something, so I was running in the Capitol grass, and I felt the echoes. I mean, I literally felt like running
0: patterns, like making sharp cuts. Uh, I just. <laughs>
1: Enjoy watching the sport, but if you are giving me that, if you're saying Cory Booker, you could come back in another life and be be a professional athlete in any sport, I would probably pick one that's a little less rough on the body and a little more longevity in terms of the time you can play uh, at, at, the peak, at that peak level. So, what does that leave me with? Is it golf?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Table like, tennis. They've been doing it for a few decades, yeah. although that's lucrative
1: and perhaps some of the other sports. So, so I would definitely pick something a little less rough uh, and a little more longevity. Um, and, and, and one day I hope to have children, and I'm still not sure exactly what sports I'll be encouraging them to uh, to excel in.
0: Yeah, that's the uh, that's the new question for uh, for all parents, but. Uh, uh, Senator Booker, thank you so much for uh, joining the uh, the Latch podcast, and uh, hopefully I'll see you uh, soon walking around somewhere. Who knows where where it'll be?
1: Well, I, I know this is not the act everything happens for a purpose. I really enjoy bumping to people on the streets of Manhattan. Perhaps, maybe, we'll bump into each other at a, uh, at a, at a personal Nets game, in which I will be wearing my throwback jersey, Nets jersey, probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we'll have a chance to... Uh, to to compare how many steps each of us have had that day
0: exactly yeah that sounds great all right thank you so much senator all
1: right thank you take care of yourself
0: thanks